Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season, we are looking at Joe Johnston's 2011 film, Captain America, The First Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast, part of the True Story FM Entertainment Podcast Network. Wow, I'm Pete Wright, and I'm also part of that same empire. Today, we're talking about Minute 11, which begins with Steve taking a blow, and it ends with him pining for battle. Joining us on the show today, it's a Marvel Movie Minute Blast from the Past. That's right, it's Rob Cabosco and Kyle Olson. Hello, gentlemen. Hey. Oh, I thought you were waiting for me? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who talks first? Do you talk first? I was thinking, we're used to uh, disassembling a movie. Uh, you know, one minute at a time, but uh, you have a different way of doing things now. Okay. All right. Do we? Oh, I forgot. These things, they change so much. Hi, guys. <laughs> How are you? Oh, so good. You know what? We Just are relieved. also part of that same network. Our empire. Part of the a same. secret the, the empire, empire, perhaps? <laughs> Marvel Movie Minute Empire. Indeed. Uh, very excited about this minute. Yes. this Very excited about this, this minute. This minute, uh, we, we come in right at the end. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last time. This is kind of the uh, Captain America's shield Mark One, as I like to call it, the <laughs> trash can lid. <laughs> we get to see. They always start gray. Yes, exactly. Uh, kind of, you know, dingy, uh, you know, matted. It, it's, you know, it doesn't work very well, let's just say. this. Our, our loud jerk, Kieran O'Connor, is wailing on Steve. And, you know, Steve takes a couple blows. Uh, for the two of you, uh, who would like to go first as far as, like, talking about this moment as far as puny Steve taking on the loud jerk from the movie theater? Kyle, why don't you kick it off? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, this was when we sort of looked at the movies. There was there was a couple of key moments that uh, I think are important. And the ones that I was most excited about talking about, and then, of course, dragged Rob along for, um, is, is Steve. Like, Captain America is, is great, and we get to know him, but, like... This is what Marvel does extremely well, is establishing the person before they become the hero and making it so that person is interesting. Like in a lot of the sort of lesser superhero stuff, you're just like, put on the costume, get to the thing. Like, I don't want to see Bruce Wayne. I'm here to see Batman. But Marvel is really good about establishing this person, getting you to, if not like, at least understand them. Uh, and then when they get their powers, then you're following along and you still know at the end of the day, it's still Pete. It's still Steve. It's still, you know, well, maybe, maybe not Bruce, but you get the idea. Um, so, yeah, so this is I wanted to talk about these because uh, this stuff is, is fundamental to understanding who Steve is and who he will be through the rest of the movies. And Rob, when you came into this, did you know the story of Steve and kind of like starting as this little guy and kind of getting the Vita rays and all that sort of thing? And, and so was this moment something that you were kind of looking forward to? Oh, yeah. Um, because I think one of the nice things about this, as Kyle said, like, I mean, not only are they good at establishing the character before you get into the superhero, but I think with Steve, he is one of those characters in the Marvel Universe that he doesn't do what he does because he has the power. He does what he does because he knows it's right. And and the fact that his his altruism, his purity is what is his guiding force you have to establish that. And, and in this scene, what you're seeing is like tenacity, right? The tenacity for what is right. The tenacity to stand up for himself, even in the face of utter, complete, and certain failure, which is what we see here happen. 
And it's really great because we only just met Steve. Mm-hmm. Like in the last right. couple of minutes, we just met him faking his way through the uh, the medical exam. And uh, so I, I feel like this is such a wonderful example of how efficient they are with their storytelling that we met him. We see his his fortitude, his intestinal like strength to just go. But now we get to see him put what little muscle he has, what limited resources he can call and actually start fighting. Uh, with somebody, right? He can do what he feels is right. He's this pent up, like he's a a, a junkyard dog kind of a character. <laughs> yeah. Just it's the character exactly. that, like, I know we've seen yeah. in other films, where it's the little guy who who keeps standing up, even though he keeps getting hit and knocked down. He just keeps popping back up, and that's I, I think it really defines this tenacity that Steve has and the drive. And I mean, it's I mean, <laughs> really, since we met Steve just a few minutes ago, it has been nothing but like character setup character setup character setup we're just seeing all of these things about this guy who is just bound and determined to find a way to help fight and it's i mean it's really interesting because even here he's only fighting this guy because this was the loud jerk in the movie theater who wouldn't shut up about starting the the cartoons and skipping the newsreel so uh it's pretty interesting it's a it's a pretty interesting setup that we have with this guy that's right, because all we know about Steve is, is, is he's a liar and hates cartoons. I mean, those are the two <laughs> defining characteristics we know about him so far. He does get pretty riled up when the guy says, start the cartoons. Yeah. Shut up! None of those cartoons for me. That's Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, before we uh, kind of continue through this minute, I wanted to chat through a few of the posters that are on the wall. Yeah, there's them. a lot to talk about there. Yeah. There's some there's some interesting ones. Um, there's there's a small one there for Samuel's Theater, an ad for 25 cents for the Midnight Show, which I, I don't know if this is Samuel's Theater, if it's something close by. It does strike me odd that they're pasting so many of these posters in this back alley behind the theater. But, you know, it is what it is. Set dressing. It's movie set dressing. Um, the one that was, I thought, more of note was an interesting one. Uh, there was a poster on the wall for May 29th, 1943, Brooklyn Dodgers of the National League versus Patterson Panthers Eastern Independent Champions at Hinchliffe Stadium. Um, do any of you know anything about uh, this particular, these teams in this event? Well, I do now because I, I, was, I didn't say anything. I zoomed in and it was like, that's weird. First of all, it surprised me that that's football. Yeah. Like we think with Brooklyn Dodgers, no, like this, that was a football team at the time. And also that game never happened right. because by the time they got to this point in, in our history, essentially, uh, there was no football because the war was on. Right. So that last time a game had been like that had been played was in the 30s. Yeah, these two teams, Brooklyn Dodgers and Patterson Panthers, did really play in 1933, 35, 36, 38, and 40. Oh, so it's all the way up to 40. Yeah, they did get up to 40. But uh, after that, uh, you're right. They uh, they were all at war. And, uh, you know, this was the era of... There's no way to play the game. uh, You know, I mean, this is what uh, um, a different sport, but a league of their own. That's what that's all about. All the boys are off war, so let's have the girls play ball. You know, at the time of recording, I don't know if you check this, uh, you can purchase a program, an official program, from the September 13th, 1936 matchup of these two teams. Uh, right now, price is about $175. Wow. A bargain. Which is insane. I mean, we were looking this up. We were talking about this. That's so funny that it's not, doesn't jive with this year, right? That this is taking place. But that, you know, that, that I, when I, when I was looking through these, these names, I think Brooklyn Dodgers and Patterson Panthers, there were multiple teams with these names, not just NFL, not basketball, baseball, like a bunch of teams. So they could have played around with this. I wonder what was what was going on with the with the planning for this on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was one of those things where, I, I I mean, I guess they they didn't want to date it from 1940. It would have been odd for the poster to still be hanging up. They, you know, they were looking for something. So they just latched onto something and it's, you know, it's a little off. But, you know, we saw this when we were looking at the newspapers in the um, in the enlistment uh, center earlier. You know, some of those things, it's like, well, this seems like it probably happened a few months after this would have been. So, you know. They're close. And I guess in context of what they're trying to do, it's creating this world and it's, you know, it's, it's a, you know, mostly right. That's, that's kind of where we land. <laughs> have you talked uh, about when, what day this is? Like when this is, when this is actually happening? Uh, we have. Yeah. Okay. This is, uh, uh, flag day. Do you have, do you have any favorite things to do on flag day? Is it a holiday you, you take off of work and celebrate? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I wear the traditional clothing, of course. I mean, I think we all do. <laughs> The U.S. flag. We all wrap ourselves in the flag all day. Which, which, and the, hel- and the, which, and the bespoke helmet. Well, the, yeah, naturally. you wear the helmet. I mean, too, yeah. right with I mean, the ears. Not, nothing out of the ordinary, I guess, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's just note for our domestic listeners uh, that would be in violation of several yeah, lines code. of the flag code, yeah. the U.S. flag yeah. code. Yeah, <laughs> which, sure. right. which you know is is strongly enforced. Yeah, strongly clearly. enforced. The old. Cut, cut and sew rules yeah. uh, around the flag. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. Classic. A few things. A few things. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see any other posters that you want to talk about or anything else? Pete, did you have something? Well, there were two. There were two of the theaters, right? There were that that we we had the Orpheum Theater uh, and the the uh, Samueli Samuels. Well, is it Samuels? Because I I found the Sagerstrom Center for the Arts, the Samueli Theater, mm. because it looks like that last letter was kind of cut off, and that is in the right location. Mm. Um, and you can see it's S A M U E L, and then I have no I on that poster because it's like ripped. But the it is now the Tony Award winning um, uh, stage of uh, off Broadway. These are two off Broadway theaters, uh, and the Orpheum Theater. I think they've changed the signage, but you can see the restaurant next door. The stage restaurant still has the kind of bent type uh, that was used at the time. If if we we're talking about the same places, yeah, but again those, in, the, yeah, yeah. in in universe, these were theaters at the time in the place. So. You know that makes that makes sense to me. They were fairly new. They'd opened in the in the twenties. They were probably they were probably um, vaudeville theaters, right, right, right. So I thought those were interesting, and I think it's just once again the sense of place that they that they you know they, that's an awful lot of detail to go to to <laughs> make and age those signs. They did not have to to do something like that, and I I think that's a nice touch. Did anybody did anybody get am I confused about the Turn 'em Loose the movie that's being promoted on that one poster because there's okay so I I did some yeah. digging on these posters because yeah. it's like it was it was strange to me it's like they were using real movie titles in some cases um but changing the actors or changing the names of the actors or or changing things slightly like nothing quite lined up with anything that was real and I was like are they purposefully doing this to kind of create this this is the uh you know earth 616 universe and not necessarily here you know because yeah. there's also the big uh, game which was a 1936 movie again time wise it's it's a little ahead and the poster has cabot and gleason on it but if you look real close like the first names are not bruce cabot or james gleason which are the two actors who are in that movie uh, it's different uh, different first names and so I, I i couldn't figure out what the heck they were doing and there was something i didn't see like a turn them loose movie, but I did see 
Oh, what was the movie that I? I... Well, there is there's don't don't turn them loose, which is from like thirty six, <laughs> right? Which is yeah, <laughs> again thirty six seems yeah, just what totally are, odd. Yeah. What are they doing here? Uh, don't turn them loose. <laughs> you guys are very kind because I realized that I missed that cut. It is Samuel's theater. I was looking at the frame before and was so excited about Bucky making impact on his face <laughs> that I didn't see there is a totally clear poster that does say Samuel's, which is not the Samueli theater, which is also there. So you're very kind not to call me out on that, but I still stand ashamed all the same. Okay. Thank you. You can just <laughs> Moving st- stand on. yourself in the corner and record from there for the rest of the episode. I, I will. I'm going to just start recording a, a director's commentary track on my own performance <laughs> on this minute. So it'll be great. Well, you did mention uh, this is uh, that we our our loud jerk is interrupted in his fisticuffs with Steve uh, by a voice that uh, grabs him by the shoulder and uh, says, hey, pick on someone your own size. And uh, it is, of course... Bucky, this is our introduction to Sebastian Stan as uh, the character that, uh, you know, we certainly will get to know quite a bit over the movies and the TV shows. Uh, James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes. Gentlemen, mm. uh, let's talk about Bucky a little bit. What uh, what did you know about Bucky? And, uh, you know, what are your thoughts of, of this character as depicted in the film? Well, uh, first of all, the, their sizes are reversed. Uh, Bucky in the comic books was always come in as a kid. Like the, yes. the idea was that he had forged his papers to get into the war. And by the time Cap met him on the battlefield, like like in in war, he was fourteen or fifteen. Like he had he had you know snuck his way in, and he became what was popular at the at the time of the comics sidekick. Like he was j- just like every hero, and even in the next couple of minutes, we're gonna have to, we're gonna talk about another sidekick in, in the same way. Everybody everybody had a Robin essentially, uh, and so Bucky was his Robin, and and so it was always like Big Cap and Little Bucky. And now when they show up, they've completely reversed it. So that was the first thing when we as, you know, comic book fans were like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> Why is Bucky, like, huge and also gorgeous? <laughs> oh, so gorgeous. Sebastian Stan, I mean, come on. I mean, it, it, yeah, he's there's no side, no big sidekick energy in no. that guy. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, that suit could fit better, but sure, the uniform could be a little bit tighter, but all right, fine. Oh, okay. If we got a nit pit. A little tighter in the hiney, okay. please. A little bit in a few places, and I like to see a little thigh, maybe a little calf. I mean, it's all right. It's fine. Yeah, and not not a not a uh, you know a, a big time actor either. I mean, uh, the, he was pretty much known, I think, for Hot Tub Time Machine. I think was his big role at the time, and and uh, a little bit on Gossip Girl. Well, that's so. uh, that leads me to my next question. Well, uh, real quick, I want to do the IMDb game with Sebastian Stan. Hopefully, none oh, of you are oh, no. staring okay. at his, his IMDb. Um, what would the three of you say are the four films that IMDb says uh, that Sebastian Stan is known for? So, films, not television. It's it's all films. All films. Yeah, okay. no voice work, no uh, no TV. They've all got to be Marvel. Okay, so if we go Marvel, are we going to assume it's by what is it or by the most popular Marvel movie? Because he is in Infinity War. Yeah. So does that go over Winter Soldier, which he has a bigger role in? It's the weird IMDb thing. No. No, I absolutely think it's I think it's Winter Soldier. I think it's going to be um, it's got to be Winter Soldier. It's got to be this one. I put these two. OK. Uh, oh, OK. So two. Captain America, First Avenger uh, so, and Winter Soldier. And so both caps. Now, the question is. Okay, then I would say I Tanya. Oh, guy, yeah, that's a that's a yeah, great one. And then do you think another um, Marvel one? 
Well, I I don't know. I keep, I come back around to like um you said Infinity War. Yeah. I think one of those two, Infinity yeah. War or Endgame. I would think so. Um has got to be on the list. So if we have three Marvels and one Itania, is that <laughs> and one Itania, <laughs> is that a good balance? Is that enough? I mean, what else is he he done? We I don't think well, Pam see, and Tommy makes it to the top. Right, exactly. I don't it's, think... it's it's how that's television. And uh Falcon and the Winter, Falcon Winter Soldier television again. So that's uh, that's out he as well. He was in the yeah, Martian. He was out. in Logan Lucky. Mm. He was in Black Swan. Oh, uh, yeah, but... Rachel getting married. Mm. It's it's weird. We don't. <laughs> I'm deep yeah, I know. you're not winning. I think Cap One, Cap Two, uh, Infinity War, and and Itania. Those are like Rob. Oh no, I would agree, and I, and I would say it's probably. Uh, I I think well, Endgame. You think Endgame? You think Endgame? End yeah, I think Endgame. Okay. You think it's Endgame? Yeah. I'll okay. go with it. Yeah, in place of what? We'll shake it up. In place of the Infinity, Infinity War. War. In place of Infinity, Infinity War. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're three out of four. Captain America Civil War, Captain America the Winter oh. Soldier, Captain America the First Avenger, and Avengers Endgame. Okay. Interestingly. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. I thought this, no, I, Tanya. The power of Marvel <laughs> shouldn't, should not have doubted them. Wow. So it's all... <laughs> no, I, Tanya. It's all Marvel. It happens a lot wow. with uh, people who are in Marvel films, people who are in uh, Harry Potter films, yeah. Um, yeah. Hunger Games, like certain big franchises if if people are in them they these ones will generally rise to the top so it's not a huge wow. surprise that all four of them are marvel properties um it's interesting but i yeah. i would like to have seen something else in there but you know it's that wacky imdb I'm, algorithm yeah that i i'm looking at I, I don't know why this just occurred to me i'm looking at judy dench mm. any any what's the over under on her having all james bond movies <laughs> as, her, <laughs> as her top four <laughs> Well, you don't okay. think Chronicles of Go Riddick on. would be up there? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Fantastic. Okay, I really am looking at it, and it's, uh, it's, it's not, uh, not, it's not uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, okay. It's not all James Bond okay. either, and I still would not have gotten any okay. of these right. <laughs> okay, let's go on. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Now, as far as Bucky goes, the character <laughs> that we have here largely was kind of like a much later version of it. Now, I haven't read uh, Ed Brubaker's run in Captain America. Have any? Have either of you or any of you as far as, like, this was in the mid-aughts, and this was where... So good. I was, I was reading those as they came out, so that was one of the few times I was actually, like, monthly, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Because... It was a whole new Bucky, right? Uh, yeah. This is kind of the Bucky that they went with. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like, they sort of... Uh, no, I think knowing that they were going to do Winter Soldier... They sort of just like like oh as had have, instead of having them be a kid, let's just have them be kind of the same age, which makes more sense in terms of sort of the, how they do the the time jump at the end of this movie. Ooh, spoilers! Uh, <laughs> that it's the same person, like the idea that they it's the same the, they meet they meet each other again the same way that they sort of left each other, right? You know, cinematically, right, right. I think that yeah. makes more sense, and also putting a kid in in harm's way and. You know, having him like you know, having like a fifteen-year-old kid fall off the side of a, a moving train, yeah, that doesn't have quite the same. <laughs> you feel a little bit more, and I don't think that's what they want us to be feeling at that moment. Like, oh wow, Captain America didn't save that child. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, and that's funny because I don't think. I mean, I'm not sure, but I don't think there had been a lot of opinion about the this this version of bucky for the movies it's not like people were so attached to that early version of bucky that people were upset that they had changed the character like i know True. sometimes people get their uh panties in a bunch when it comes to particular cha character changes from you know from book or comic to screen 
I don't think that Bucky was one of those characters. I think people kind of looked at it like, yeah, he's kind of a dated sidekick. I mean, that's my impression just reading it now. Yeah. Check check my memory on this. At the time this movie came out, I believe the news had been released that Sebastian Stan had signed to like a nine picture deal for with Marvel. I believe we already knew that news when this when this movie came out. Yeah. And that was, I think, to your point, kind of shocking because this was a largely unknown guy right. and a character we had no idea would end up being cred- credible. This was still early enough in the phase one. And uh, I, I remember thinking this is this could really be something special if everything goes right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, this, this we're did. still in yeah. we're still in the uh, building the planes we're flying it stage of the of yes. Marvel. Yeah. How do they right. how do they count the how do they count a TV series on that contract? Does that count as just like one movie? No, I don't think it counts. I think it's a separate. I don't think that, was, that would be a yeah, whole new a contract. contract. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so how yeah, many so, has he done now? Then he hasn't done nine. His his contract is done. At well, this point. his contract is done yeah. because he, it included, I think it included all the bit stuff, yeah. Black Panther you, and like everywhere he showed yeah. up. If you do an, an Easter egg, it counts. Yeah. So so he showed up in the, where, was, where did he, where was he, where was he revealed as the White Wolf? He showed at the end of Black Panther? Black yeah, Panther. that counted. Yeah. He's only been in seven. Yeah. So maybe there's more coming. <laughs> the three Captain Americas. Are you sure it was him? Because I know that they talked about that with Chris Evans, and he didn't end up signing it and got it down to six. And Sam Jackson had that deal, but I didn't know if... Yeah, Sam Hag- I Jackson if, had No, I think Sebastian I, I am... I, you know, this is, why I, this is why I asked you to check my memory, gentlemen, <laughs> not to test my memory. I believe strongly. I'm going to give it 87% that we knew because that was the big mystery. I can totally see why Chris Evans would have a giant one. I can absolutely see why Sam Jackson had a big one, but I could not at the time see why this guy yes. would get such a character... Mm-hmm. Uh, would get such a play in this series at this point. And I, I, that was new. I do remember that, and you are right. And I'm actually looking. He said about a month after Captain America was released, he was still struggling to pay his rent. Obviously, he doesn't have to do yeah. that anymore. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, he's only at seven right now. So he did the three Captain Americas, the two of uh, la- the last two of the Avenger films, and mm-hmm. then Ant Man cameo and Black Panther cameo. Oh yeah, Ant Man cameo. That's interesting because it's yep. just a scene. From yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not like an end. Yeah, it's war. Just doesn't even. Yeah, yeah. that shouldn't count. <laughs> yeah, is the thing. Yeah. But eh, I guess they use the footage. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it. it he, Sebastian Stan, uh, coming into this thing is already great. Like the like, there's a lot of guys that we talked about. We we, we talked about in in previous things where they're still learning how this works, how the, how the character is. I would say even Chris Hemsworth in Thor is still kind of feeling it out. Like he's not quite the one we 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 sort of now know. Like he had a lot of he had a lot of, lot to learn, a lot to understand. But like Sebastian Stan establishes Bucky right from this moment, and is that guy in the same way that Chris Evans, even little guy, you know, with uh, with some CG assistance, we know who Steve is, and we know who Bucky is very quickly. And, and as we're going to see in the next couple of minutes, it's it's a really strong introduction. Even cinematically, sure, like you know, showing up as the hero and stuff too. But like that that dashing figure of you know, like basically everything Steve wants to be. Uh, yeah, I think I think yeah, it's, I, and he's going on to do just as good from here on out. But like, it's it's a great debut. And one thing that we know about Bucky, he sure knows how to sneak up quietly behind someone. Because we sure don't, we sure don't hear him. Yeah, he's as sneaky as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. 
That's true. Sorry, I just watched well, a lot of Jurassic Park, those, and I don't know why she's those, so quiet. But. Yeah. There's all those, uh, the, the military, U.S. military is known for their incredibly sneaky yeah. shoes. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. So well, because they're, they're stuffed they're with newspapers. That's right. That's a forward. So we've got a, um, this is Bucky. He comes in, he, he boots the, uh, the, the loud jerk in the, in the butt and uh, tells him to get out of here. And then and he Kieran goes O'Connor and finds, exits the film. That's that a he does. That is, that is a picture <laughs> up on Kieran O'Connor. Oh, show. Um, we, there is a, if you, if you frame by frame it right <laughs> after he's kicked in the butt, o- O'Connor has this look on his face that's like, I'm going to do it for, for you guys. Audio, you're not going to get it. His face is this. <laughs> and it looks like he's having a ball getting kicked in the butt by Bucky Barnes. It is the, the, the most entertained this has ever been. He has ever been. He's in this alley with, uh, with a boot in his butt. With a boot in his butt. There's we should all be. Title. We should all be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> With Bucky's boot in the bum. Bucky's boot in the butt. Oh man! Um, so that should be on a shirt. So <laughs> now you can have Bucky's so boot in the butt. If we were still doing the, the host of the show, that'd be the name of this episode. <laughs> That's what I was just <laughs> saying. That, there it is. That is the name of that. Should <laughs> be the name of the episode, and it's going on a shirt. <laughs> Uh, so Bucky picks up Steve's enlistment card, uh, which mm-hmm. we saw earlier. We didn't get quite as good of you. Uh, again, Steve's birthday, July 4th, 1918. Very fitting. And his address. Have you, uh, have you talked about who he shares that birthday with? Uh, no. No. Who, uh, who does two, he share Two very with? famous women, uh, a pair of twins who would go on to be known as Ann Landers and Dear Abby, were both born on the oh. same day. Oh. Oh. Wow. He did not get the Super Soldier Serum, but I still got the fame. Look at that. Uh, and on that day, I actually found that Woodrow Wilson was giving a speech at the grave of George Washington. And I have a quote for that. By the way, Woodrow Wilson, verbose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a, a chatty dude. Uh, but I actually found one uh, interesting quote from him uh, that I, that from that speech. Uh, it's one sentence because, man, that dude could talk. Uh, and he said, the past and the present are in deadly grapple and the peoples of the world are being done to death between them. Which, Ooh. good thing we're past all that, right? That's, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, feels eerie. Yeah. Eerie. What, so what do you know about Paramus, New Jersey? <laughs> no, actually, I, I spent all my uh, energy looking up what 4F meant. Oh, the, the, we, we, and we talked about that when it got stamped. Oh, okay. Last there week. are so many codes. There's so many codes. So many yeah. codes. Yeah. Last four. Yeah. <laughs> lot, yeah. lot of codes. Did anybody look up the address that uh, that Steve said? Yeah, he it's lives fake. At? Fake. Yeah. There is no 117th address. Street in in New Jersey. Hundred. Oh, is it 117th or 114th? They didn't know to check. Well, whatever. Uh, they, yeah, like, whatever I, it is. I, I it's, it's a little in there. And, yeah. Google was like, nope. Has anybody been to Paramus? I've never been to Paramus. I'm, I'm just going to tell you if you. It's probably a store. <laughs> there's there's that because you know about that Par- paramus has got like the highest isn't it per capita of like or, or whatever it is of shopping malls oh than so any other malls. city yeah. yeah than any other city in the u.s that's really? like that's new jersey though from like paramus <laughs> to through south newark elizabeth it's just shopping it's shopping yeah. and pharmaceuticals there's just a lot going on there yeah, yeah. 
I did, I did, I did time very close to Paramus. <laughs> okay. uh, I in in Madison, so I was just south of of Paramus by a few towns. Making license plates. Uh, I did. I I made license. Okay. That's what I did. Okay. I made license plates, as far as you know. And it was, uh, you know, Garden State. They don't call it the Garden State for nothing. Just not where I was. Just not where you were. So, I, that's what I hear yeah. everybody who lived in New Jersey say. Not where yeah. I was. It's <laughs> It's lovely. Don't go to those places. <laughs> Now, did any of you find the low? It says local board P. I think PNJ four thirteen. Any information about what that is? Because I couldn't find anything about what that no, means. I, I just know. assumed it was like maybe an early version of a zip code or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing. All right. Um, uh, but you can see June fourteenth, nineteen forty three. So again, that's uh, how we know it is. Of course, Flag Day, and you can see the doctor's name. He's credited as four F Doc, but you can see it's Commanding Officer slash Captain DJ, either Carling or Carding. It's kind of hard to tell with his cursive. So it's nice to know that he has a name mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just four F Doc. But I also do like in the credits how they very clearly tell you like loud jerk four F Doc, so you can very easily figure out who's who. I did note that, and, and just to jump up several lines, that he is listed as Rogers, comma, Steve mm. on this official fountain pen paperwork. And I'm curious that he is not a Steven. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True. Am I the only ones curious that he's not a Steven? That's, that's, I, They're I, all Stevens. I've never met a Steve that isn't a Steven. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe I don't, that was, this was also yeah. his, what, fourth attempt or whatever. So, yeah, he's getting maybe. lazy. Yeah, he's trying right, variations. He's probably, was, so yeah. wait, does he put he's Stevie be last time? Next time. And, yeah, <laughs> that's, no, that's what it is, right? This is the fourth yeah. attempt. Yeah. yeah. Does right. he? Do you think he always puts the same birthday? <laughs> yes, because well, it's July Fourth. Because I mean, of course it has to be. I, right? I was yeah. debating. I'm like, how much of this does he make up? I mean, obviously the address we know he makes up. Bucky talks about, oh, you're from Paramus now, so we know that's faked. But I'm guessing like the rest of the stuff was probably accurate. I mean, it seems like he's probably putting. He has to put some stuff on there that yeah was real. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow they'd have to find him. And I wonder about that. Like, like he's putting a fake address on there. There's no computers. Like, nobody is checking addresses. <laughs> right. as a, what would I have gotten away? What levels of fraud would I have gotten away with? <laughs> I like that's where you go. <laughs> Without computers. That's exactly the first place I go. All right. <laughs> uh, the, the only other thing that I wanted to talk about here is we have the iconic line that has come uh, from this movie and is spread across the, the franchise and memes galore. I can do this all day. What do you guys think of this line as far as what it says about Steve and uh, its place in cinema quotable line history? <laughs> yeah. It's now it's a musical. That's in right. Canon. <laughs> he can do this all day. All day. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm on the record. Uh, it is. It's just super catchy and so iconic. How he says it, and I love that the first time he says it, he says he's is a little guy. Yeah, that is. Oh, uh, absolutely. Just a yes. Delightful placement. Yeah. Yes. Beautifully written. Yeah. I, yeah. It's. It's. It. There's a reason that it has become you know meme worthy yeah. and stuff too because it's. Yeah. I, I say that for couple of screenwriters who didn't have a lot of credits coming into this thing, like to, that they could mm-hmm. distill it down to this. Like there's there's about four lines in this movie that are just so perfect and exactly right where you hear them and you go, yes, they absolutely yeah. understood who this guy could be. Because Captain America in the comics, not always consistently written. Uh, <laughs> he can come off as, as, as uh, kind of a jerk sometimes and uh, a little bit uh, full of himself. And, you know, he can mm-hmm. sort of be wrapped in the flag and come across there. But to to take it down to absolutely this, you know, where it's where he 
you know, he, he, the other guy's like, you're, you're just going to be beaten all day? Because the, the point isn't that, like, I can destroy you. I can dominate you all day. It's like, no, I can, I can continue to, to, to take hits mm-hmm. all day. That's what it comes down to. You're like, wow, that is a very different, you know, that, that's not a Sylvester Stallone line. Mm-mm. You know, that's not an Arnold Schwarzenegger line. Like, th- this, is the, yeah, this, is, this is something that we haven't really seen before in an action hero. It's one of those things that I um, I love hearing, and every time he says it, I mean, it's you're always looking for that sort of thing that, one, I mean, just saying it and making it a catchphrase is great, period. But then the fact that it can become a, a through line that we have across multiple movies, even to the point where one of them turns it into a joke and kind of you know turns it around on itself. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what makes like everything so much more co- cohesive when you have that uh, strength in something like that. Uh, it's so fun, and yeah, it's it's just perfect. It's it says so much about who this character is. Yeah, well, and it, and it speaks to the humility of the character because mm-hmm. he never. I don't think. I don't think even when he says it in the future, it's never said when he's got the upper hand. It's always said passively. Yeah, like you know, you that I will do. I will keep fighting and doing what I know is right. Again, not because of my strength, but because I know it's right, and that's what makes it powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. I, I did forget. I had one last thing I was going to say. The 107th Infantry, uh, you know, yep. Bucky, Bucky says he's too. going off to the 107th. What did you find about the 107th? I, I, I found it interesting that uh, because of where they were from, they were known as the Silk Stocking Regiment. Uh, because oh uh, they that's why he was so quiet. That's right. They were he was wearing silk stockings. <laughs> see, he, he stocked up on him uh, because of where they were from. So, like a lot of people from the uh, the elite, because they basically recruited from the Upper East Side. So you had a lot of uh, you know children of wealthy people uh, going into it. So that apparently there was a lot of like, oh, hello, are you here to fight the war too? You know that sort of like <laughs> last time I saw you was at the, the club. Uh, this this was the group that, that had the, the silk gloves that they would like just slap each other with. Right? <laughs> yeah, there, there's always a gauntlet thrown. <laughs> uh, and then I found their uh, their motto is "Pro Patria et Gloria," which is for country and glory. That makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's those are the people that Bucky is yes. printing with. Fantastic. It is the, it is weird that and I, we talked about this last time, but you know they the. When when they first tried uh, to get um, or, or to enlist, it was uh, like right after Pearl Harbor was attacked, and now it's you know 1943, and this is this is how long it's taken Bucky to finally get his orders, and I think that it it seems like a strangely long uh, time for him to go through uh, basic training, but you know it is what it is. the The dates on these things are always a little wonky. Mm-hmm. He had to. He had to, it takes a lot of time to learn literal butt kicking. Maybe they also have to learn how to actually sew their own silk stockings. Can I just say something about the butt kicking? Like I, I don't. Know if, I remember if you can see this. Like it's not like a sidekick. It's not like uh, oh, I'm just getting you to move. No, it's it's heel to toe yeah. and mm-hmm. toe pointed in the. the canyon. I wonder if Bucky <laughs> like, spends the time as a bouncer. Because this canyon. seems like a bum's rush. You know, like, <laughs> all right, you've had enough. Get out of here. Get out of here. You don't have to go home, but you can't here. stay here. Jeez. Uh, that's funny. Uh, any last things any of you have for this minute? Don't. Just a good minute. It's a good minute. Good, good character. Right. Welcome, Bucky. It is a good, good minute. Kyle and Rob, thank you so much for joining us uh, today and for all week. 
It's so Ooh. great having the two of you back. And for all time. And for all we can time. do this all week. <laughs> and you will. And will. Uh, everybody, don't forget you can uh, join in the conversation over in our Discord community, truestory.fm slash Marvel Movie Minute. Just click on the Discord link. It'll take you there, and you can become a part of the conversation in uh, in there. And I guess that's it. So, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, Pete, thanks as always. Hoc vacare potui totum diem. Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM. Engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega. And this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm, and if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show.